you should know that this is an imaginary TED Talk. I came out and did this bit in a wireless microphone, visualized nude colored microphone windshields with wrapping around of apparatus. And here I'm, I am wearing the uniform of every TED Talk host, which is like a white shirt, gray satin waistcoat for some reason, a lot of bangles and bracelets, and ideally also a soul patch. Hi guys, it's Petra Vernon at Mostly Essays. Uh, welcome back to my podcast. Uh, today we have a first book, uh, the author... Joel Goldby, entitled uh, Brilliant, 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 Brilliant Essays. That's five brilliants. Uh, Joel Goldby's uh, collection of essays is described as funny, beautiful book. Uh, we call him What a Little Bastard, <laughs> New York Times says. It's a type of book that where no matter how cruel the misfortune or how observed the circumstance, there's always the soft punch of a lesson tucked within it. So it's for anyone who overshares over things or has ever felt lost or confused, but who wants to have a good old laugh at it. So here we go with uh, Joel Goldby's TED Talk that never made it, entitled Why Rocky Four is the best ever Rocky film and therefore by extension the greatest film in history, an imaginary TED Talk. Me, age 10. I consider the Rocky movies to be the most important movies in the entire universe. Me, age 30. The 10-year-old was right. The first time I saw Rocky, the first Rocky movie, was by sheer chance. I'd been given or I'd been trying to record some blood clunch 80s B-movie from late night TV and sent the and set the video recorder to, to the wrong channel, instead capturing the last 20 minutes of match of the day and the entirety of Rocky. And at first I watched it sort of waiting for gore, waiting for Rocky from Rocky to split open at the chest for gray tentacles to shoot from his glistening torso. Adrian ravished by Helby spurts of blood getting all on Mickey, but Something else happened instead. I fell instantly, irrevocably in love with Rocky Balboa. Rocky doesn't even start quickly. It's 122 minutes of a slow build to a high crescendo and all those iconic scenes. Punching the meat, sprinting up the steps, going 15 rounds with the champion of the world. Actually coming in a fast volley at the end of the film, jab, 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 jab after an awful lot of slow-moving life stuff first. Rocky, the first Rocky film, is a lot about Rocky being poor and listless, Rocky taking Adrian ice skating and completely fucking up his first date banter. There are extended sequences in Rocky where, the, where he buys turtle food. Very little of Rocky is about Rocky getting hit really hard in the face, and quite a lot of it is about a Capelli street gangs. What I am saying is, it is a boxing movie with a heart, which is a very little appeal, very little appeal to a 10-year-old boy. And yet, 
And yet it catches me shadow boxing and ducking my head down in the front room of my house. Catch my parents yelling up the stairs after bedtime as they listen to me thump on the floor practicing my footwork. As soon as I saw Rocky, I had to see Rocky 2. The week after that, they played Rocky 3. Rocky IV, the greatest geopolitical gesture of peace that has ever been seen in our lifetime, came after that, then Rocky V, which will, which will skim over. To clarify, this is an unpublished this is an unpublished TED Talk. The panel at TED has never approached me to give this TED Talk, and I very much doubt they ever will. It's far too long, and it's exclusively about every movie in the Rocky franchise. This is not a real TED Talk, but imagine, just imagine if it was a real TED Talk. Just think about that. Assume for a moment that this is the first panel of a really slickly produced PowerPoint that is being projected huge behind me. Over and over again until the tapes wound out, I've seen Mickey die a hundred times. I've seen Apollo Creed's uh, paternally naturally cocky exhibition entrance a hundred more. And, and at one of my first parties in London when I was supposed to be meeting people and making friends and hey, why not making it, make it on girls? I noticed Rocky Four playing in the background. The red turned all the way up on the TV and then sat down in silence and watched it. Hey, people whispered to me, nestled to next, next nestling, whispered it to me, nestling next to me with a bear. This is a party. What are you doing? And I would say, hey, shut up. Rocky has been growing, has just grown a bear and is about to run up a mountain. And then and Drango is defeated and the whole Russian crowd rises to its feet. And I can change and you can change after I shed a single tear. I stood up abruptly and walked out. There is no party that is better than watching Rocky IV. What I'm saying is, I am more primed than anyone alive to adjudge which of the Rocky movies in the Rocky movie canon is the greatest Rocky movie. And it is Rocky IV. I'm not going to really spend a really long time explaining to you why. And now I'm going to spend a really long time explaining to you why. Here's Rocky's tactic for every fight he's ever had. Here we go. Get a hit in the head until the other guy gets either bored, exhausted of hitting him in the head and then break that guy's ribs and then win. There's one fight where he doesn't do this and it is against Clubber Lang in Rocky Three. Clubber, a real breath, f breathe fire and shit out more fire kind of a guy, seriously, capital T terrifying to a 10 year old me because of this particularly primal scream he does when he is swinging as if Mr. T was yelling the sound oh, into a cavern that goes deep into the earth. So there is one fight when Rocky doesn't do this, the head, 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 head ribs thing. And the only, and it only comes after Clubber absolutely decimates his head, head, head ribs thing by overriding it with sheer head, 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 plus punching his trainer Mickey to death pre-fight as some sort of exquisite flex and then Rocky redemption arc Rocky has to retrain in the ways of his old foe Apollo Creed who teaches him simple boxing methods like moving your feet and slipping punches inside of instead of taking them fully in the head and then he beats Clubber Lang on the rematch but what I'm saying fundamentally is 
Rocky has exactly one fighting technique, and there are seven entire movies about that technique. Rocky, Rocky II, Rocky III, Rocky IV, Rocky V, Rocky Balbo, and technically Creed. There are themes that run through the Rockies. Is what I'm saying is, if you look really closely, only when you know and understand the central tenets that prop up the idea of Rocky and every film about him, can you begin to understand not only who he is but all the versions of him along the way. Rocky came out in 1976 and was at that point the greatest movie ever made. Rocky II came out in 1979 and eclipsed that. Then Rocky III in 1982, an uninterrupted spell of Rocky one manship, up one one up manship, then continued until 1990s Rocky V, which sucked. Many Rocky scholars, myself for a number of years included, will not actually admit that V ever happened. In stating instead that the series skipped from Rocky IV, 1984, to Rocky Balboa, 2006, but to ignore the story of Rocky V, of Tommy the Machine Gun, of Rocky slipping over further into post-fight delirium, of the most obvious father-son-son relationship of the whole franchise, is to ignore a number of central themes of the series. Right, so large they. They glow like the Hollywood sign, and drives us further from establishing what a true Rocky movie is. I watched Rocky V three entire times in my life, which I believe is more than anyone in history has ever managed to endure, including the editor of Rocky V. There's no greater authority on this shoddy, shoddy mess of a film than me. It is against everything a Rocky movie should be. So here's what qualifies a Rocky movie as a Rocky movie. From there, we can figure out which is the best one of them all and establish that it is four. Rocky has to get punched in the head and not die. Rocky getting punched in the head and not dying is basically all three and four are about, and a lot of two, and quite a lot of Act Three of one and five as well. Although five opens with a short, a shot of Rocky in a hot shower in Soviet Russia, panting and begging for Adrian as blood tips out of his ears, so plummeted by his robotic Ivan Drago that he truly does flirt with death for a while there. But then miraculously, miraculously, he recovers enough to take Tommy on the machine gun on in the no gloves street fight where he gets punched directly in the head a ton of times, like really hard. And doesn't at all die. In Rocky Balboa, Rocky gets punched in the head absurdly. He's fifty-five years old, and does not die. In Creed, he does not get punched in the head, but he does nearly die. What have we learned about that? Well, a pretty strong theory is that Rocky tends to be punched in the head a lot to live. Anyway, unless Rocky gets changed. Clanged in the head so hard, his kids can feel it. It's not, I'm afraid, a Rocky movie. Ideally, Rocky trains insanely for the fight he's about to have, and in Rocky, Rocky is so poor he has to train with the tools he has available to him. He has to chug raw eggs, and he has to chug raw eggs, run up art gallery steps, punch beef ribs, and not fuck his girlfriend between his legs, because his legs would get ruined.
a running theme throughout the film is that woman ruin legs as if you'd ever try to go to the bathroom after having sex with one. You will definitely know this. Rocky, a devout Catholic, is an oddly sexless man, especially given that in Rocky III, Sylvester Stallone was in such good shape. He was essentially a walking erection, just muscles on top of other muscles. And Talia Shara, opposite him, was a full-blown and bodacious 80s babe. I have never watched, wanted to watch two people fuck more, and yet I can actually imagine them fucking. That should have been a footnote, not parentheses. In Rocky II, he has to learn to catch a chicken with his bare hands, and then somehow makes him fast enough to beat Apollo Creed, who is a, a stimulation, a simulation of Ali in his prime. That is utterly unbeatable unless you're a chicken catcher, I guess. In three, he gets too far from it. He gets too far into professional training methods prize fight training in a public in public in a town hall while with marching bands and photo opportunities and gets his asshole kicked well which is why he has to go and train in Miami doing swimming and shuttle swims up the beach in whilst in four with the Soviet Union burning down on him he chops logs sprints through snow so fast Russian spies tailing him in a car spin out and crash and he chugs up a mountain and says yeah the top P.S. That's my favorite part. In 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 five, Chucky, Rocky never really trains, so he doesn't. It doesn't count in in five. In Balboa, with calcium deposits on his joints and ruined knees, he can't run or spar much. So instead, he focuses on building blunt trauma force, which he does by lifting weights and hitting old tires with a hammer. It's hard to imagine what kind of boxer Rocky would have been if he just went to like a normal gym. Rocky has to have grim motivation. In Rocky, all he wants to do is to prove to the world that he isn't a bum. In Rocky verse, bum is the absolute worst insult you can level at someone and the worst thing you can be. Rocky's tired of hearing it and tired of being it. His only motivation is his to himself. And in two, Rocky can't train because Adrian is in, is in a birth-induced coma until she wakes up from the coma and says first word out of a coma win so he trains really hard and wins in three mickey's dead and he wants to avenge him in four apollo is dead and he wants to avenge him the lingering perspective of death is a running theme in everything rocky ever does he basically doesn't do anything unless someone just died about it imagine trying to get the man to put the bins out in five he is basically only fighting because Tommy goaded him and goaded him into it outside a pub. Uh, Canically, Rocky has uh, only been in the pub twice in his life, once in one, and then again 24, late, 24 years later in five. In Balboa, he is fighting because Adrian is dead and he is, well, not wanting to avenge her exactly, but mainly because he's bored. Rocky never goes into a fight just to be a, have a fight. There has to be something more significant on the line. Next point is, ideally at some point, a doctor has to very bluntly tell Rocky that if he ever gets punched in the head, he will die. And Rocky will say, I gotta take that chance, doc. Over the course of the series, Rocky has been declared blind in one eye, that's in Rocky 2, until he was irreversibly brain damaged and then the next punch will kill him, that was Rocky 5, and actively denied a, Rocky, a boxing license because he is too old and broken in Balboa. 
In two, Adrian doesn't want him boxing again. And then in Rocky four, she's the one who urges him to fight. And in five, he's told an overly enthusiastic, he's told an overly enthusiastic nod will kill his brain. And later in the film, he goes three rounds with the newly crowned world champ. Then 16 years later, goes on 10 rounds against the pound for pound world champion and still only loses on a split decision and doesn't even die in the ring once. Rocky has been, a, has been living in a state of potential brain death for a decade and a half. In Rocky III, that's in 1982, Rocky felt Rocky first attempts to retire, a feat he does not successfully achieve until Babo is 2006. In Creed, he's diagnosed with cancer, and I still wasn't sure he wasn't going to get up and start swinging until the credits were rolling. The only rightful way for the Creed trilogy to end is with young Adonis Creed fighting against his old mentor in the, in the ring. And it goes 10 rounds with the judges split. And the, and the judges inexplicably gives the belt back to the 72-year-old Rocky, who screams, Adrian, once, then dies. Until Sylvester Stallone himself expires, I won't truly admit that Rocky's retired. And even then, he can do holograms of Tupac now, so Rocky can never retire. Also, a crowd that was previously very against Rocky starts chanting his name. You see this in Rocky 1, Rocky 2, and Rocky 4. Or a crowd that was indifferent to him starts chanting his name out of respect. You see this in Baboa or a crowd that was on his side to start with watches him win and then chants his name in Rocky Three. Someone's name has to get chanted, all right? It's the rules. Next up we have, it's good, but not essential that a woman realizes she loves a man when she sees 10 shades of shit getting kicked out of him in the ring. This is the denouncement of Rocky Adrian, and a theme is in the shot-for-shot -shot remake Creed. And there are other moments too, like the wicked redhead in 5 only gets horny for Tom Tommy Gunn when she watches him win a title, Apollo Creed's wife only becomes a main character the moment she slow-mo screams, no! In the seconds before he convulses and dies, Dragon's wife, Ludmilla, only really admires her husband when he's robotically punching men until they die. A woman's love, the Rocky movies tell us, is a hard one and actually quite dark and nasty thing. It's not actually a good advertisement for it. Next up we have, for some reason, a running theme in the films is extremely close family members of the boxer absolutely cannot be bothered to attend the fight he's in and so watches it from home, which honestly really seems rude to me. Then there has to be a distort distorted version of the father-son relationship. This is absolutely crucial here. Rocky does not visibly have any parents ever. He doesn't call them or invite them to his fight in Rocky, so it is assumed they're dead. And he never talks to anyone about them. To, uh, he doesn't talk about them to anyone. So it's unclear what the fuck is going on here. In that space, he finds sorry guts. Either uh, Rocky finds a father figure in the vacant hole where he's left without one. Rocky with Mickey, for instance, loses his father figure and goes mad with grief. You see this in Rocky 3. Or we have ignores the chat, the kid he actually has in Rocky 4 and in Rocky 5. Tries to reach out to the kid he's ignored for decades in Balboa. 
finds him to be a bit of a dickhead so just takes on another adopted kid instead also in Balboa or takes on another adopted kid in a very begrudgingly but ultimately fulfilling way in Creed. This also goes with animals. Over the course of the movies Rocky loves two dogs, two turtles, zero cows as well as one woman, one false, one false father and two false sons and sort of maybe one actual son. His one true love my friends it is the noble art of boxing. Next up we have Rocky has to go the maximum number of fights rounds the fight allows. The man has ended a fight early in his career once and that is only because he was afraid he would get too knackered and lose. In Rocky III, again, a full 24 years before his final all-rounds televised fight. Every other time, Rocky will get punched in the head until the authorities tell him not to. The first film we can immediately rule out of the running to be the greatest Rocky movie and therefore the greatest movie ever made hereafter, T-G-R-M-A-T-T-G-M-E-M, then is Rocky III. Despite having the first on-screen death, therefore, the greatest funeral shot ever taken, Rocky II completely, black eyes, Versace cut suit, aviator shades, not only the best funeral outfit ever worn, but possibly the best outfit ever worn. And I'm warning my friends that if any of you die over the summer, months. I am blackening both eyes, wearing aviators to your send off, and then therefore, and is nothing about it that you can do. Three doesn't dwell. Rocky three doesn't dwell enough on father-son or son-father relationships. It exists in the gray zone between Rocky having made it and Rocky and the descent, grasping onto desperate funds of love from his family. Rocky three is an erection of a film. Sylvester Stallone has cut into the shape of his life for it. Was cut into shape into of the shape of his life for it, and there are entire slow-mo scenes of, of. Carl Weathers sprinting down a Miami beach, the camera literally zooming in on their rock hard 80s dicks bounced around in their shortcuts, short shorts. But then there's too, too many red marks against it for, for it to truly thrive. Rocky finishes the final fight in three rounds. That's not very Rocky. Rocky doesn't tell goofy jokes because he's too depressed about Mickey dying. Again, not very Rocky. Loads of very racist jokes drop in by Polly when he gets to Apollo Creed's Miami gym. Not very Rocky. The worst Rocky film, I'm sad to say, is Rocky 3. To consider the next couple of places we need to interrogate the Rocky movies on a number of different metrics are, hey, who who would win a battle royal, a battle royal fight between every iteration of Rocky from the Rocky movies? Do not worry about the logistics of this, just the outcome. We know from Rocky III, when Rocky has an exhibition match with an enormous furious Hulk Hogan as Thunderlips, and from Rocky V, where he has a, has a bins against head street fight with Tommy Gunn, that Rocky can exist outside the rules of boxing, that he does not need a single ring or a single opponent to fight. So every Rocky 1976 to 2006, is for whatever reason in a ring and mad at each other. Rocky from Rocky V is first to die. His brain is the most fragile of all the Rockies. He's fully clothed. He has absolutely no motivation to fight. He's wearing a hat. Rocky V is dead now. Next is Balboa era Rocky. 
He is 55 years old, who is eliminated because he's 55 years old. And even the Rocky verse, he would be pounded to death by any other iteration of Rocky, no doubt about it. The only fighter strong enough to beat Rocky truly is another younger, sadder about death version of Rocky. I have to make a controversial admission and say that Rocky from the original Rocky would be filled in next. Despite being the hungriest of all the Rockies and the youngest, he's also the most raw and has to not develop the skills to fight a true ring-weary boxer yet. Rocky, I only has one recorded win against Spider Rico and one, and one technical draw. Even the barely developed Rocky II would fuck him up. This leaves three remaining Rockies, two, three, and four. Rocky three is a curious beast. He loses his first fight to Clubber Lang, then gets caught up in deep grief over Mickey. But after a make or break beach up pep talk from Adrian, turns into the most in shape and coming out swinging boxer of his career. And Rocky III lurches into inept to world beating the insane. Rocky II has the technique, the belief, and the hunger, but he's never really felt what it is to win. And his techniques, head, 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 ribs, is unlocked by Clubber Lang in the next film. He's Achilles, monstrously powerful, but one masterful flaw. But with one masterful flaw. And then you have Rocky IV, who is boxing for fucking America. The Rocky from Rocky IV can take the most punishment of all the Rockies. There is an argument to be made that the entire series of films is actually a sort of pondering on sadomasochism, and that the that Rocky's frequent refrains of "Come on, hit me" actually came from somewhere deeper, somewhere darker. Is Rocky's shore, shorn of a dad desperately looking for male authority in the ring? Does he want to be hit to feel something, anything? My theory, yes, 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 and yes. The dude lives to have his ass kicked. And that reluctance to die, reluctance to die, to die when he's essentially being punched by tank projectiles truly makes him a force to contend with. Ultimately, gun to my head, I'm saying three takes it. Stallone was in stunning condition for the filming of it, and it's the first time Rocky puts on the famous, at once cursed and haunted Apollo Creed loaned America flag shorts, and they bring with them a sort of magical victory hudo. And he would take two and four out over 15 increasingly brutal and bloody rounds, but it would be a close one. Hey. Which of the Rocky villains is the best Rocky villain? The best Rocky villain is Thunderlips from Rocky III because he's basically Hulk Hogan just playing himself, brother, and also because Polly hits him with a chair. But because this isn't, but, and also because Polly hits him, but because this isn't a licensed bout, I can't count him. So we need to go back into the vaults, Tommy. The machine gun isn't the best because he's a punk kid who gets sucked in, stuck sucked in about 20 punches and there is not enough trash talk there to legitimize beef. Rocky just beats the shit out of him to teach him a lesson the first time wordly and this is ever that this is ever happens in that this ever happens in a Rocky film. There are a number of times when you think Rocky could do with a beat in the shake out of someone to teach them a lesson, most notably Paulie in the every single film, but also his son repeatedly, who despite being played by a number of actors and written by a number of writers always and without fail comes out as an asshole. 
Club Lang is an intensely scary motherfucker, but ultimately comes up short. And when he sunk, he sunk in three, never to be seen or heard of again. Ivan Drango builds a sense of preemptive dread more than any other Rocky villain alive. He kills Apollo Creed, man. He kills him by just punching him. He kills Apollo Creed, but on beef alone. Apollo takes it. I almost took points off of, of, of Apollo for ultimately becoming Rocky's greatest and best friend, which does sort of invalidate the whole villain arc a bit. But then I remembered in Rocky 2 when Rocky first retires from boxing and goes to work in a meatpacking factory and Apollo Creed puts a full page newspaper out where he superimposes Rocky's head into a rooster's body and calls him the Italian chicken. I mean, my guy, that's incredible. Cage rattling right there. The Italian chicken doesn't even make sense. A ridiculous thing to spend money on. Apollo is the best villain, which further legitimizes the first two Rocky movies as being T-G-R-M-A-T-T-G-M-E-M and further invalidates three, where he turns from heel to face from being any further part of this. Next question. Hey, does Polly fuck the robot in Rocky IV? Oh my God, undoubtedly. Perhaps you've cleansed this from your mind. Polly in Rocky IV has a sexy voice, servile robot, and he fucks it. The fact that Polly, Polly fucks the robot is never actually addressed on screen, making this non-canon. But he fucks that bot, man. Consider the evidence. Polly, throughout the Rocky movie, actually acts as the series series main running antagonist in Rocky. He abuses Adrian, throwing her roast turkey out in a drunken rage. And in two, he goes and shouts at Adrian for distracting Rocky Rocky for being by being pregnant. And in doing so, forces her into an early labor, then a coma. Then in three, he swings for Rock for Rocky in a he swings for Rocky in a parking lot after Rocky bails him out of jail, then goes on later to really, really being racist in five. He is the reason for the um, Balboa's bankruptcy. And Balboa, in Balboa, he's grumpy. And in Creed, he's dead. And at no point is he really addressed why Rocky and Polly are even friends in the first place, seen as they have no real shared interest. That Polly is a functioning alcoholic, while Rocky is essentially. T-